Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 31. What's up, guys? Uh, On today's episode, I want to speak about something that we don't particularly see, uh, but it can be extremely dangerous, and that is visceral fat. Um, So I put up a blog post on my website, which is dannykennedyfitness.com, last week, and I titled it, Is Your Beer Gut Putting You at Risk? Now, Typically, somebody that may suffer from um, excess visceral fat, which we'll go through um, exactly what it is in a second, may be someone that doesn't particularly look like they're overweight, and they may not be overweight. They may, in fact, you know, they might train regularly. They may be seen as um, as generally pretty healthy, although they will most likely have a pot belly, so um, uh, excess body fat uh, around their stomach area, and um, and that's why I've labelled it this because. You know, more often than not, we call that a beer gut, um, and for whatever reason, that person may think that they're they're perfectly healthy. They've got nothing to worry about because you know their arms and legs are most likely pretty lean. Um, but guys, it's not the case, um, and uh, and there there is a reason to be, I guess, worried um, about the fact that you may have a pot belly or a beer gut. So, let me introduce you to uh, visceral fat, as I mentioned. So, firstly, what is it? Um, I guess the the sciency uh, definition of it is excess. Sorry, it is excess intra-abdominal adipose tissue um, accumulation. So. That's the, the technical term for us normal people. Visceral fat is, I guess it's like a gel-like fat that is found, it's found deep in your stomach underneath the fat that you would usually um, find on most other, most other areas on your body, such as um, you know, your arms and legs. Um, so it's fat that you can pinch, and that's called subcutaneous fat. Um, and visceral fat can be extremely dangerous as it covers some of your vital organs, including your pancreas, uh, your liver, and also your intestines. So... As you can see um, from from the definition of visceral fat, it's not necessarily something that we can see or, you may, as I mentioned, it doesn't necessarily mean that this person may seem unhealthy, but it can be extremely dangerous as it is covering some pretty important parts, um, pretty important organs, sorry, inside your stomach. So what does it do? Um, excess visceral fat sits deep in the abdominal cavity. Um, it can have a negative effect on your hormones, uh, I guess more specifically the hormonal communications between your vital organs, which is why it can be so dangerous. So uh, it's been linked to a number of, um, you know, the increased chance, sorry, of a number of different diseases and problems such as insulin resistance, which typically is the beginning of diabetes. So it's obviously a huge problem at the moment in society, diabetes, and it can be, I guess, the silent killer, but it's people are, more and more people are suffering from diabetes at the moment. It uh, can also increase the chances of um, increased blood pressure and cholesterol. It's been linked to cancer, heart disease, obviously obesity, Alzheimer's, dementia, strokes, depression, arthritis, and you know the list goes on. So you can see straight away with visceral fat here can be extremely dangerous. So I get asked a lot, how do, how do I actually know whether or not I'm in danger of of having excess visceral fat and the most effective way of figuring that out is um, and figuring out whether you're in an unhealthy range is is to firstly calculate your waist to hip ratio so um, waist is in line with your belly button and hip is I guess the bony part or the widest point of your hip and the way to figure that out is your waist measurement 
measurement divided by your hip measurement. So for males, um, if your waist to hip ratio is above one, then the chances are you are at some sort of risk of excess visceral fat. And for females, if your waist to hip ratio is above 0.85, then you are also at risk of of excess visceral fat. So to get those numbers, as I mentioned, it's your waist measurement divided by your hip measurement. And that'll give you um, the figure that you can look at. And then that gives you a little bit of an indicator as to... um, as to whereabouts your visceral fat could be sitting. So and I, as I mentioned already, I, I'm going to keep saying it again because it is kind of, I guess, the silent the silent assassin. You've got to keep in mind that it doesn't necessarily mean you're severely overweight. Um, you don't have to be massively overweight to be at risk. It's, um, it's often present in skinnier people too, which is why it's so hard to tell whether people are, are at risk of it or have already got excess um, visceral fat. So unfortunately, the only real way, I guess, to figure it out um, for sure to get a definite answer of how much visceral fat you actually have is to get a CT scan, which is way too um, invasive for most people. So the best way, as I mentioned, is just your waist hip measurement. Um, And then for males, anything above one, you're at slight risk and anything above 0.85, you're at a risk as well for females. So... Uh, next up, I wanted to discuss how it actually happens. So, you know, because as I've mentioned, some people that look healthy are suffering from this. So you're probably thinking to yourself, well, how, how do I know whether I've got it or how do I stop myself from <clears throat> getting the excess in the first place? So the most common reason for excessive um, stomach fat and in turn excess visceral fat is simply spending too much time taking in more energy than you're expending. So eating in a calorie surplus, which we've been over before. So you're taking in X amount of calories or X amount of energy, but you're expending more than that. So that's the reason why you're gradually over time putting on body fat or weight. Um, And you're most likely living a relatively sedentary lifestyle uh, with minimal aerobic uh, activity. So also, when there's too much glucose in your bloodstream, which again, this is more of a, a, um, a technical thing or a science, scientific uh, way of looking at it, where there's too much glucose in your bloodstream and your cells have already filled with glycogen stores, um, glucose can be stored as fat. So if you're the type of person who eats you know, a diet significantly high in carbohydrates, specifically uh, high GI carbs or sugary carbs, and does little to no exercise, then you may be at a higher risk than someone that's eating, um, you know, that's exercising relatively often, they're eating a diet that's moderate in protein, carbohydrates, and fats, they're not having too much um, high sugar foods, and um, as I mentioned, they're active. So, so what now, um, I guess, if you're someone that is in the unhealthy range or a range that could be at risk? Um, so if you've done the calculations and you suspect that you may be in an unhealthy range, uh, there's a number of things that you can do to combat the problem. The first one, which is pretty obvious, is increase aerobic ac- activity and also strength training. So just try and get moving every single way, um, in, in any way that you can, every single day. So whether it's you know 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes an hour every single day as long as you are moving you're doing you're doing something to combat the problem so high intensity interval training is a great way to reduce visceral fat um, keep in mind you cannot spot reduce fat as we've been through in previous episodes so doing exercises such as crunches or other direct abdominal exercises sorry um, in the hopes of reducing body fat from your stomach is just a waste of time um, 
you can't pick and choose where you lose your fat from. Unfortunately, it'd be fantastic if you could, um, but you just need to focus on reducing your overall body fat percentage, and in time, um, you will lose the fat from that area. And you can reverse you can reverse the effects of um, excess visceral fat. So um, it's not it's not all bad. Um, if you make these lifestyle changes that I'm going over now, then you can reverse the effect and get back to a healthy range. So. Um, the next thing you can do, again, is quite obvious, is reduce your calorie intake. So losing weight requires um, you to be in a negative energy balance um, and more often than not in a calorie deficit. So expending more energy than you're taking in. So um, if you go to my website, dannykennedyfitness.com, you can check out an article I did called The Ultimate Guide to Flexible Dieting. I also have an Ultimate Guide to Fat Loss, which you can check out just in the blog session uh, section. It is completely free. If you also go back a few episodes, I go over the whole flexible dieting um, and if it fits your macros philosophy on nutrition, which um, you know, feel free to go back if you haven't listened to that one already. Um, there's plenty of good episodes I've already um, already done where we go over stuff about calorie deficits and, and how you can lose fat. So be sure to check those out um, if you haven't already. Uh, the next thing and the last thing I wanted to discuss about how you can reduce it is also just to reduce your stress levels. So high cortisol levels, which is what happens when you stress or when you've got anxiety or you're kind of too fatigued and stuff like that, um, they interfere with your fat loss progress. So high cortisol levels interferes with um, with fat loss. So meaning the more you can combat your stress and cortisol levels, so reduce those, um, the more likely it is that you'll be able to lose fat in the long run. So something I've been playing around with lately. And for those that listened to the episode with Climbing a few weeks ago, I did mention I would be having someone on to talk about meditation. Um, that is happening. I'm just figuring out when I can tee it up with this person um, to do the episode. But trust me, it's going to be well worth a listen. But reducing stress levels, you know, things such as meditation, um, taking time out of your day each day, whether it's 10 minutes, um, 15 minutes or half an hour to reflect, to focus on your breathing, to, to go through some type of meditation. I've just recently started doing meditation, which is something that I never really thought that I would get into or that I would enjoy. But I can tell you, Taking, I'm only taking 10 minutes per day to do it, and it it really is good. It um it makes you feel really good. It kind of clears clears your brain of um anything that you're overthinking or any stress and anxiety that you do have. Um, you know, I've found it really beneficial so far. Other ways to reduce stress levels is prepare. So preparation with your food, with your training, be on top of things before they come about. So you want to be proactive and not reactive, and that goes for goes for most things like i said nutrition your training whether it be work family you know you should always be focusing on being proactive and not reactive um and uh and they're probably the three main things so increase energy expenditure reduce calorie intake and reduce your stress levels um, and that is going to put you on your way to reducing your visceral fat and even for someone in a healthy range um with the visceral fat you know, it's it's always a good idea to stay on top of things. Obviously, the more you can do to make sure it doesn't happen in the first place, the better. But if you are someone that does have a bit of a beer gut, a pot belly, or you are overweight, then you can you can reduce these levels and get back to a healthy range because it is important. Um, it can be dangerous if it is in that excess range, because excessive range. Sorry, as I mentioned, they're covering your vital organs and reducing or having a negative effect on the hormonal communications between these organs, um, which in the end of the day is clearly not good. So, 
Uh, just a short episode today, guys. I, as I mentioned, I did do a blog post on this, so if you want to check it out, again, head to my website. Uh, for online coaching um, or personal training, if you're in the Melbourne area, email me at danny at dannykennedyfitness.com or even if you have any questions regarding health and fitness or ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear them. So thanks for listening to today's episode, guys. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a review um, and tell your friends about it. Share it on social media because I do enjoy doing these. So hope you have a great day. Hope you've got something out of um, today's episode and I'll chat to you again next week.